0: When it comes to as, as simply as uh, when the child is born. In some of the communities, and I'll give example of the uh, Kikuyu communities, when a child is born, there exist ululations that go up to announce the gender of a child to the rest of the community. You know, the midwives are inside the home, but the rest of the people outside need to know what's the gender of a child that has been born. So for a boy child, they give him five the relations for the girl child she's given four who chose that the boy gets five and the girl gets four so it starts from you know right at birth the girl grows up um, when it comes to know you know nowadays we are more advanced in terms of wanting all our children to go to school so generally each family will want their children to go to school but when things get tough when they can't afford school fees for all the children what do they do? They tell the girl you stay at home we will educate your brother because anyway you're going to be married off so we don't need to put too much education on you. So she already grows up with that uh, feeling of insecure not very well valued Um, she gets married to this husband, how is she treated in her matrimonial home? You're an outsider, you're an outcast. Sometimes, and unfortunately, should you know her husband die, some of them get chased away. You don't belong to this home. I have a case uh, when we did uh, training in Madare. Madare is one of the slum areas in, in Nairobi, and um, I came across a lady who had been. Uh, she was married, then her husband passed on. So as soon as her husband passed on, the, the brothers-in-law came, chased her away, took some of the children, the male children, left her to go with, girl, with the girls, her daughters, and um, she had nowhere to go because she had come from a very poor family. Um, I think she was an orphan from her side. So even marrying this young man, I think, was for her a way of getting some stability. But he dies, and she's just away. So in slums, by the way, I discovered, and you may have seen this when you go, slums are divided. There's a good part of a slums, there's a middle class part of a slum, and there's a poor of a poor of a slum. And that is where she was staying. Yeah? So, you know, that has been the plight of the girl child or... For the woman, and that is now how, um, as CMS Africa, we felt that we needed to, you know, come up and support these girl child or these women who are both in the city. That was a city setting, but it's a city setting within the slum. But you'll find the same challenges um, in a rural area. Our training doesn't only go to the vulnerable, because one time we said we do the vulnerable and uh, a woman from the fairly middle class says, I'm also vulnerable in my own setting. Vulnerability does not equate to economic status. So our training also goes to um, ladies uh, or women. It cuts across the, the economic status or the social status and we get to engage with all of them yeah so the thread and the challenges facing um, women is the same It's the same, starting from right up the north of Africa down to to the south and that's why now our material comes in very well yeah it suits whatever the the situation yeah so what does the training actually involve to, to meet those challenges? okay um based from what um i have I had mentioned is that um they come women or young girls come from a disadvantage situation they are struggling with issues of identity so our training first the first chapter or the first topic that we address when we have said the opening prayer and we've gotten into the gist of the training is issues of um is a question we ask the question who am i yeah because when you ask that question, you know, like when you in a training and you, you pose it to the women, you get all sorts of, of answers of who am I. So we help them address that. And the main focus of that of chapter is to make them see and realize that you are a special creation. God made you in his image the way he has made the rest of mankind so you hold a special place in god's heart and in god's eyes don't worry you know about what has happened to you you know or how the world has treated you or how the world has seen you you just need to realize that you are a special being you've been created you're fearfully and wonderfully made so that's what we try and bring forth then of course being in africa we must address the the issues of culture, which are very, 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 very heavy. And um, the other day, we you know we had a training where we, we we met some widows, a group of widows, and um, most of their husbands had died from HIV and AIDS. And um, the the vernacular term for a widow in that community. Loosely translated means that you're tied to the grave. And when you're tied to the grave, it is only when you're inherited by another man. It could be a brother, it could be a cousin, it could be somebody from the village. Then are you untied from that grave. So when you're untied, this whole inheritance thing is what has brought the HIV and AIDS prevalence, especially in that community. So those are cultural things that um, we have to remove from them and make them see things from a biblical worldview. So we also incorporate some of a Samaritan strategy, uh, biblical view, worldview trainings in the next chapter. And then we will build on, you know, things like um, how do you look after yourself? You know, something just to give them bit of esteem and ego so we will have um, topics on health and nutrition because as women that is very important and then we will have topics on family relations because uh, a woman is a woman a girl is a girl so family relations always comes in and then we will have topics on uh, group group setting developing groups because ideally what we want to do is lift up the woman or the girl up to a place where she's confident where she has um a good self-esteem and a good identity is strong then now from there transition her to uh giving her skills to be able to you know make some little money for herself if she's alone or for herself and her family so the next part of the training will involve um, uh, topics on financial planning, um, both at a personal level and for the small business that you're going to be running. There'll be something on entrepreneurship, record keeping, and bookkeeping and record keeping, and then we'll have a little bit on sales and marketing. You know, how do you, um, where do you position your goods? Where do you, who do you sell to? Um, And again, referring to one of the trainings that we have had before, there was a woman who was selling groundnuts. And we asked her, this groundnuts that you're selling, why did you decide that you're going to sell them where you're selling? And she says, I don't know. I just woke up and I said, this is a place. So we asked her, how much are you making, you know, from being in that place? And then within the group also, and we really love it when this member is struggling and another member from the group is the one telling her, oh no 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 you shouldn't be there there's a school near that's a bit in like two kilometers from where you are don't stand there go and stand next to the school i stand next to the school where i'm selling my groundnuts, and it makes um you know it gives more profit because you have a stream of students children passing by parents passing by teachers passing by so it will increase your your sales and that is really really uplifting when you see it coming you know from the group members each helping one another so that's why we have a little bit of you know sales and marketing and presentation when you're doing your your small business so yeah and then of course after that um, group formations that you can be able to um, raise capital amongst yourselves and uh, be accountable to each other and then you know move on from there and Grow your businesses or whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. Mm. Is there somebody who comes to mind from the training that really exemplifies what the what the training can do? whose story you could tell us? Yes, and that would be um, a lady who was trained in uh, Roria. Roria is in Tanzania, on the border of, of, of um, Kenya and Uganda, on the western side. When the training was first uh, done, uh, she just came because her bishop had said uh, <laughs> there's a training that is being offered by CMS Africa and we need to mobilize um, uh, women to come and attend. So she came gradually the first time. In fact, she said she came late. Yeah, you know, because oh, it's my bishop, I'm not so shy, sure. I, I really need this. But she came late, sat down through, we normally do it for three days. Um, she sat down through the first day and she thought, oh, this, this is good. So the next day, she was the first one to come. And the third day, she still continued coming. Um, so because after the training, we normally ask them, what, what are you going to do? What are some of the things that you're going to start doing? Um, immediately after you have learnt, learnt this, and for her, she took t- two things. Um, one was to start attending Bible study uh, more seriously, the the fellowship, being involved more actively in the mothers' union um, activities. Thirdly, was to start taking her children seriously. You know, before she used to feel that these are a bother. You know, and just letting them lose without the motherly affection. So should start doing that. Um, you know, taking seriously what they are doing in school, the academics. Just you know, nurturing them should start doing that. And then, fourthly, should start a business um, of rearing goats. That was her commitment after the end of the training. So we went back again. After just to assess and see uh, what, you know, the effects or the outcomes of the training. And oh my, it was such such joy to see. She stuck to it. She stuck to what she had said she would do. In fact, now we're being told the other women who had not participated in the training were asking, what did you do to her? Hmm? What did you tell her? she has really transformed even us please tell us what you told us you know tell us what you told her yeah because suddenly she's vibrant she's engaged she's touch in business her goats have multiplied she sells them in the market her house is clean and tidy And that is what keeps me going. In fact, I keep saying, you know, having two roles in the office and also coordinating the women's program. Every time I go to the field, that is when I get my best hope and my best purpose of continuing what you continue to do.